This is a Fubar Radio podcast. If you need any more information, head to fubarradio.com. Callum McSwigger on Fubar Radio. Hello and welcome back to the Callum McSwiggan Show. Today I am joined by a very dear friend of mine. It is the wonderful, the one and only, Jamie Lambert. Hi. Hi, Jamie. How Hi. are you doing? I'm good. This is fun. It is fun. I haven't seen you in months. I know. I, I, I feel like Jamie and I only ever hang out when it's like work stuff. Yeah. Or if we're going to take cute pictures. Or if we're going to take cute pictures. Which yeah, I made, I made Jamie follow me around London and take my photograph for a whole day once. It was really nice. And I took some nice ones of you I as did well. get some nice pictures. Yeah, it was lovely. Mm. So for the lovely people listening who may not know who you are or what you do, give me your elevator pitch. Oh, God. Uh, I am a singer, uh, primarily, and presenter. I, w- I am in a band called Collabro. Uh, we won Britain's Got Talent about four years ago. And um, we just this year released our third top ten album. Amazing. Um, which is cool. And I also do some, uh, some presenting on the side as well. You do all the things. All the things. I'm a man of many talents. Am I allowed to, um, speaking of talent, am I allowed to grill you on your Britain's Got Talent experience? Yeah. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Um, It was wonderful. I mean, they were great. They were very supportive. We basically got together about a few weeks beforehand. We sang a song and decided that we needed to go to a bigger audience. BGT was that audience. So the band was only formed for a couple of weeks before Britain's Yeah, because basically with the West End and musicals, it's very difficult to get in unless you're already like in or a triple threat performer. And I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen me dance, but it's not. It's not ideal. Um, but anyway, so basically, we just decided to put it together because we felt like it'd be good for cruisers and entertainment and corporate stuff where there's a lot of money. Um, but we sang together and felt like it was there was a gap actually in the market for yeah. it. And um, we applied for BGT and then had about a week. We were all like, we were working all of us in full time jobs. Yeah. So rehearsals weren't easy. And we had about a week's rehearsal, really, in total before the first edition. And then that was it. Amazing. We were favourites from the start, which is crazy. Um, And we didn't think we were going to win, because the favourites never win. Um, But then we got to the final three and the final two, and they announced us, and it was mad. I I actually actually watched that season of Britain's Got Talent. Oh, God. (laughs) I didn't didn't watch much Britain's Got Talent, but I did did watch it that time. And I remember actually genuinely, and I'm not just lying to you because you're my friend, I remember genuinely loving you guys and what it was you did thank you and then i think i saw you perform for the first time at the i believe it was the attitude pride awards a couple of years ago that was ages ago okay yeah we were there that was fun and it was an amazing performance and i absolutely fell in love with um your music then well collabro's music as Mm. a whole um, and I absolutely love what you do. It's Thank amazing. You. And then how did we become friends, Jamie? Um, basically, I was doing something called Wine Wednesday, which is a YouTube thing that I had. And I saw you and I was like, he'd be really good for this because I started following your YouTube channel. Yeah. And um, it, I just thought he'd be, you'd be really good. And then we ended up going bowling. We did. I d- don't really in know how we got from A no, to B. I don't know how we ended up. Anyway. <laughs> we went bowling and we ended up like, you No, you weren't drinking 
I wasn't drinking. Yeah, and I, I was did. like, okay, we can't be friends. And I, then, uh, <laughs> um, is that why I didn't come on Wine Wednesday? Because I've still not been you, on. You still know, waiting for I my need, invitation. I, I need to restart it. I keep, people keep saying that I need to start it up again, so I'm sure I will. And you will be the first guest, I promise. Okay, I hope so. But yeah, I am I am drinking again now. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I gave up drinking. I, I thought it was a permanent giving up drinking. Well, that's what you said to me. And then I was like, well, this is going to be useless for my wine channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I just decided I, I wanted a break. I decided I could have more fun without the alcohol and the health benefits and I'm somebody I, I suffer really badly from headaches and things like that when I drink alcohol so um, I get well it's only since I turned 26 I'm 27 now and since I turned 26 I get like slapped in the in the face the yeah. day after even if it's just a couple of glasses of wine or something I yeah. genuinely can't get out of bed and I don't know whether it's because I suddenly developed an intolerance or something but I can't drink anymore like I, I mean I do age Jamie you're an old man yeah you've aged no I think I might be old <laughs> 27 no. is like you know we're both old 30 is old. gay year death you know <laughs> like 30 years old is when like gay people move to Brighton sure do you, do you want know? to move to Brighton when we hit 30 yeah let's do it I think I, I we would make I think good backup husbands for each other backup husbands 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 okay deal we'd make lovely husbands deal alright you okay. said it now and you can't go back on it so I'm, it's on the radio it's 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 there forever yep it's a done deal alright let's have a little should we have a bit of your music yeah alright let's have a bit of Beauty and the Beast That was beautiful, Jamie. That was thank that was, you. Was, that was lovely. We were at the premiere for the new film. Uh, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, makes sense. It was makes so sense. Do you didn't do you didn't do the music? No, for it. Oh, no. We, we were asked to do an, an, like a private premiere for yeah. it. We couldn't do it then because we were on the radio tour for the album. Sure. Um, but yeah, everyone was there. Like all the cast were there. Emma Watson. Amazing. Did you see the little get the, the little gay moment in it? Because I, I still haven't seen Beauty and the Beast, but I've yes, heard I, all oh, about... Why? I don't know. I just haven't got round to it. Oh, it's really good. Yeah. Like, I think it... I, I'm going to get crucified for this. I think it is as good as the original. Yeah. And it's the only Disney film that I feel has, like, remake that I think has done that, really. Yeah. I, I mean, I... I To be honest, I didn't like the original Beauty and the Beast. Oh, okay. I mean... I know, and I, and I know that's like sacrilegious, but I just, uh, it never resonated with me. That and Sleeping Beauty. It I just, was Pocahontas for me. That I love Pocahontas. Thing. How dare you? No. <laughs> How dare you? Come for, Pocahontas is like one of my favourite ones. Yeah. Love Pocahontas. Best songs. Colours of the Wind. Amazing just songs. Just the Love Aladdin. Love Princess Jasmine. She is an absolute hero. I was a genie. The genie was the thing for me. Yeah, you're into the genie? I'm really into the genie. I like, I like Raja. He can rub my lamp. Oh, Jamie. Always lowering the tone. We're there aren't already, you? aren't we? <laughs> well, speaking of lowering the tone, later on the show, we are going to be playing some reacting to sex confessions. Yes. Which is the best part of the show. Yes. Let's, let's be honest. Uh, basically so, every dinner that I have with you. <laughs> so if you are listening in and you do want to confess your naughty, naughty secrets, you can do that by confidentially emailing in callum at foobarradio.com. Um, we will not use your real name if you do not wish us to use your real name. So don't worry about us we i mean we will be sharing your secrets just nobody <laughs> nobody will know who, who you are so yeah do send those in and we will be reacting to those later on the show and now we're going to jump into a bit of lgbt plus news cool cool oh you sound really enthusiastic jamie i love news you do love news <laughs> all right so the first news story today is giving gay and bi men 
HIV preventing PrEP on the NHS would save one billion pounds in... Is this to do with the fact that it would save money in, for, in treatment down the line if they did contract? Yeah, so for a bit, of, a bit of background for those listening who don't know what PrEP is. PrEP is a, it's a course of drugs that you take before having sex and that means that you would then be unable to contract HIV. So it's an HIV prevention drug that you take before um, having sex. Um, and there's been a lot of controversy around this because a lot of people are saying, why should we be funding this? Why should we be giving money in order for people to have sex? And the, that argument really, really, really frustrates me anyway because I think people should be able to have sex and enjoy themselves without stigma of doing that. Why should we give out free condoms? Exactly. It's exactly the same thing. It's just another prevention method, just, yeah. like, just like condoms are. But there's a, a whole load of controversy around it. The Daily Mail even, ra- even ran a headline. I know, I roll at them. Um, but they even ran a headline saying, calling it a gay sex drug and saying that if we fund this on the NHS, then we're going to be taking that money away from cancer patients and things like this, which absolutely isn't true. That isn't how funding works. No. Um, but that's the kind of that, that, that's the controversy around it. So there's, so there's a lot of people who are very anti-prep. But the whole point, I think, is well, of course, the whole point is to not contract HIV. But I think the the, the other point, for in terms of the actual national interest it financially is the fact that if someone doesn't contract HIV you then do not have to treat them for the whole period of time you know exactly. which is ex- which is significantly more expensive in terms of treatments than giving someone prep yeah it, yeah that's exactly the case and that was my argument throughout this entire thing so yeah. i think it's wonderful that this this new study that was just released today i believe has shown that over the course of 80 years i think um, it would indeed by by giving out prep to those people who want and need it we would be saving the NHS one billion pounds. There you go. So, you know, we're not actually taking funding away from anyone. If you look at things long term, it's actually going to save money. So, you know, prep is a wonderful thing. And I think people should get behind it and support it. Yep. We've got some lovely people listening in. We've got the lovely Phoebe Barrett. She's got home in her in her name. And ah. home is the name of um, Calabro, Jamie's album so i feel like she's one of your number one supporters phoebe's lovely she's also um, a member of the dyspraxia foundation who i patron that's Um, wonderful she's really nice so i've seen her at a few events as well she's lovely that's incredible well shout out to phoebe she says she's listening in and it's so nice to hear jamie's voice again and carol wallace is also very excited that the show is two hours long and she is in heaven listening to the show carol's great carol um has a jamie room a Jamie room. She does. She has a Jamie room with wow. lots of pictures of me on the walls. She's wonderful. Um, I have one of those as well. And she's... Oh, I mean, that, <laughs> that doesn't surprise me since I put all the pictures there. <laughs> Carol's great. Yeah, shout out to Carol. Shout out to Carol. All right, the next story today is that um, new stats show a massive surge in homophobic hate crimes since the Brexit vote. And I've got some stats on that here. So um, in the past year, there's been an increase of 27% from 7,194 to 9,157. So that's an awful lot of hate crimes Mm. happening. But I think it's a little bit more complicated than that. So you look like you want to say something. I'm having like a brain thought. A a brain (laughs) thought. That's what I'm calling it. But I think the the whole thing about Brexit and the whole thing about leaving the EU and the reason, like the whole thing with Donald Trump, it's a worldwide thing at the minute mm-hmm. um, about xenophobia and about not understanding um, multiculturalism and the benefits yeah. of it and all that kind of stuff. And I think what it's done is 
I think some people have a very good reason for wanting to leave the EU. There are people who it will genuinely benefit. Yeah. But there are people who it you know who don't understand. And the issue is is it's allowed the underbelly of society who were really pushed to the margins of our politics to be able to come into the mainstream policy. You've got people who used to be in the Ku Klux Klan in the American government at the minute. Yeah. You know, you've got people like Nigel Farage who you know being given constant airtime even though he's never won an election, you yeah. know. And and these people used to be on the very periphery of our politics and now are right in the middle of it because of the way that people used Brexit as an excuse to basically just be racist, homophobic, you know, particularly right wing about these things. Yeah. So do you think that is kind of, in a way, it's almost unified some um, particularly right wing voices that may be, I'm not saying that all right wing people are, but that may be particularly homophobic. And it's kind of, it's made those people feel at home. The fact that the Brexit vote won has made these people realise that, oh, maybe we're not a smaller minority as they had thought. Yeah, it allowed the Julia Hartley Brewers of the world oh, to, God. I know, to, <laughs> to, to, you know, have more of a voice. And, yeah. you know, freedom of speech is one thing, but no one has to put them on Sky TV. Yes, absolutely. And that's my opinion about the whole Brexit thing. You know, people are allowed freedom of speech, but freedom of speech is one thing. Giving people airtime is another. Yeah. And I think Brexit allowed people to have that airtime when they didn't necessarily have it before. But my, my, my confusion around the whole freedom of speech thing is that I, I know that in America, for instance, freedom of, of speech reigns all mm. and there is you can say absolutely anything. There are absolutely no restrictions. But correct me if I'm wrong, Jamie, but my understanding was that in this country that hate speech is indeed a crime. Hate speech is a crime. Sure. So there is a line between hate speech and freedom of speech. I'm not sure where that is drawn. I think it's when, it, when your freedom of speech begins to do damage to other people whether it's mentally or physically or whatever Um, and and quite right in my opinion but even with freedom of speech someone can say whatever they want but we don't have to give them the platform no No one has to hire them absolutely not but my argument is that some of these people that are are being given these platforms sometimes I think that they are going across and crossing that line into hate speech immediately yeah but even in America like you know I think freedom of speech in America is you're right is is sort of reigns over everything Mm -hmm. but when they did the um, the kook, the picket fence, the what do you call them, tiki torch rally, yeah, um, or the white supremacists did in Charlottesville, you know, people were taking pictures and posting them online. These people, so their bosses would see them, and everyone was like, "Well, it's yeah. freedom of speech." But yeah, it's freedom of speech. But no one has to hire you for you know, no one has to have those values in their workplace. So mm-hmm. these people think their freedom of speech protects them from everything, but, but it, it doesn't. doesn't. They still have to deal with the, consequences, deal with the consequences of their words. I can fire someone for if, if if I believe their beliefs are damaging. Yeah, I could fire them, and that's I can have a valid reason for doing it they can say whatever they want but i don't have to hire them for it yeah and i and i think that's a really really important point um i think as well like with this whole so i don't i don't know do you think that that potentially brexit as a thing has it has is a direct cause of this increase in homophobic hate crimes in this country i think it's i don't think it's a cause i think it's a symptom i think sure. i think brexit is a symptom of, um, of the same kind of sort of nationalization charity begins at home you know close our borders thing which which naturally comes with a rise in not understanding other people yes so you have hate crimes against you know against the lgbtq uh, lgbtq lgbtq community oh well lgbtq (laughs) iiap community um but then also you know against against people who follow islam and again you know it's whatever happens there is when there's the rise in nationalism there is always a rise in 
hate crime yes absolutely against any kind of minority group and that's where the issue lies any kind of minority community receives hate crime when there's a rise in nationalism you just look back at you know when when there was the rise in nationalism and the nazis you know yeah and the problem is as well there's been an economic depression so whenever there is an economic depression and a rise in nationalism it's it never ends well if you look at history sure so I think it's a symptom rather than a cause. I think that's very astute, Jamie. Thank you. Um, but I, there, there, there is a silver lining to this story. And I know it sounds like how could this story possibly have a silver lining? Uh, but that is that perhaps um, hate crimes haven't actually increased. And perhaps it's just that people reporting them has increased. Which is good. Yes, which, which is a wonderful thing. It's People awful should that it be happens. reporting them. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's like, you know, you look this week at about the Harvey Weinstein, all of that kind of stuff. Um, they really are, you know, there's a big thing about women coming out and saying, and men saying they've come out and been sexually assaulted in the movie industry. Yes. It's good to report these things. It absolutely it, you is. You should never be quiet. Yeah, no, always, always, always speak out about these things. Mm. So in Australia, we've been talking every single show we've had, we've been talking about the referendum. Yes. Which in Australia right now, they are voting on whether or not same-sex couples should be able to marry. Yes. And we've had some ridiculous stories over the week, such as homophobic robots and things like <laughs> that. And today is no different. So the, the new ridiculous story we have is that an Australian bishop has threatened to ban all weddings if same-sex marriage becomes legal. So his response to, you know, if it actually, if the vote says yes, which is looking like it's, it's leaning more and more likely that it is going to be yes, that he is then going to turn away everyone who wants to get married instead of just letting people love each other and letting people marry. I mean, I'm not, to be quite honest with you, I'm not convinced he has the authority to do that well, in you, the first place. <laughs> that, that was the thing that amused me. He absolutely doesn't, which no. is why it's so absurd and ridiculous. He has... He has no authority to do that right across the country or even in the region where he lives. He can do it within his own congregation, but that's about as far as his power stretches. What I'd love these people to realise is that they're dying out. Like yes. They are dying out. They're, they are all dying out, and it's going to happen sooner rather than later. They are, And the problem is, when you back an animal into a corner or anyone into a corner they're going to react badly and they're yeah. going to lash out. This man is backed into a corner, his whole belief system is being challenged and he's lashing out. But if these people could just open their hearts a little bit and understand mm -hmm. that this is not a... You know, the Bible was written, I don't know how many years ago. Yeah. There are things in the Bible that are so defunct now in terms of modern day society that it's ridiculous. To still hold that up. How can we pick and choose what we believe and what we don't believe based upon prejudice? It's, yeah, it's all to do with how you're brought up and, and, and the value system that you hold rather than what the Bible tells you, I think. Yeah. And, and you know, the, even if you do believe that the Bible is the absolute word of God, that, that's absolutely fine. But yeah. there are many different ways that you can interpret those yeah. words. And, you know, some of, I, I've read some of these passages that are so-called, you know, calling out gay people, etc. And that it's not always as black and white as that. It, it doesn't say anywhere that being gay is wrong in that so many words. It says it in ways that you can you can read it that way in many different passages. But, but it never actually outright says it. if you wear two different kinds of fabrics, you've got to be put to death. Yeah, Do exactly. You know I mean? like if you eat shellfish. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what it says, but yeah, like apparently no, right. that's if a you sin. Eat shellfish, you you it's a it's a criminal offence. Yeah, it's, uh, which is absolute nonsense. Yeah. So how can we? I mean, I'm, I'm presuming if he lives in Australia, he eats prawns or some <laughs> some kind of shellfish. Do you know what I mean? So if he, if he doesn't if he if he doesn't stick to that rule, why should he have to stick to preventing? You know, people who are in same-sex relationships showing their love for each other, I don't understand it. No, I, d I, d I don't understand it anyway. Uh, but he, you know, he doesn't have the power. And maybe he will, within his own church, stop all people getting married. But honestly, if he wants to do that, let him fine. fire on. And it's his belief, that's fine. Do, yeah, do your nonsense.
All right, the next one is a little bit happier because we've been a little bit sad. And this is that a new project called the Abundance Project is helping older members of the transgender community to find people to bond and share stories with. I love that. And it involves, my favourite thing about it is that it involves getting them together in one place to preserve fruit in jars. And they're doing that because it, it provides a food source for people in need. Mm. And it also, it's, it's a lengthy process and it's time consuming, but it's also something quite crafty and they can come together and share stories Jack, that's while great. they do this. One of, one of the most important memories that I have growing up is being with my mum and learning how to do stuff like that. Yeah. And it's, I think people ask me, like, I make chutney every year, Aww. which might sound odd for a 27-year-old man. <laughs> But I love it and I do it because I'm proud of it and it, it gives you something at the end that you can be proud of. I give it to all my friends as presents. And I've I never received chutney. Food, well, okay. I, didn't, I haven't made it this year, but I will give you some chutney. <laughs> I better. Um, but I think it's peach brandy this year that I'm making. Oh, lovely. Um, but I think when you've made something and you've put your heart into it, I think mm-hmm. food is very much like love. So I think the, that pairs really well with pears. Like, the people that here pairs. See what oh, you did there. dear. <laughs> I think people kind of having that relationship of talking to each other over making food and making something for other people is comforting comforting. lovely and warmth and it it makes you feel at home and yeah absolutely i think it's the perfect perfect thing and there's a lovely lovely little little quote here as well from uh, a lady called sally conning and she said i pickled beetroot because it's one thing that i've loved all my life i mightn't have always loved myself but i've always loved beetroot i realize (laughs) now i don't try i don't need to try to be anything other than myself and, 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 and like, that's fabulous. How wonderful to just like to to look at beetroot and think this is a wonderful metaphor for my own life. Yeah, beetroot of all beetroot. things. So, yeah, yeah and I that's just, fabulous. I absolutely love it. Love it. All right, our last story today is that. Here we go. Neo-Nazi and white supremacist campaigner Kevin Wilshaw has come out as gay and disavowed his violent past. So this is actually a good thing. That's it's that somebody yeah. somebody who was previously of a a very kind of violent Hmm. um, belief has, you know, done a full circle, come out as gay and actually said what I was doing was wrong and I'm I'm putting that part of my life behind me and apologizing for it. Um, There's a a quote here which I I thought really, really resonated with me and that's, he said, um, it's a terribly selfish thing to say, but it's true. I saw people being abused, shouted at, spat at in the street but it's not until it's directed at you that you suddenly realise that what you're doing is wrong. So I think he'd been part of a group that had, of course, yeah. you know, ca- carried out these horrible, horrible things. And he never really, I guess he didn't really empathise with the people it was happening to. But now that he's kind of realised and accepted his own sexuality. And Do you he, know how old he is? Um, I could maybe find out for you. Because I'm not sure. I, he's 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 an older man. He's, okay, it's not middle aged plus. I would say. Okay, because it's not it's not that it's that important. But I do believe that a lot of these people continue this tradition of hate because of what their parents were like or the groups that they found themselves in are like. And you are what you learn. You know, yeah. you you learn things. I'm very lucky to have had a mum who's always been incredibly accepting of everyone and always you know allowed me to grow up at understanding that and. If the, you know this man's probably come from background of white supremacy, yeah. And the problem when, with that is that even I mean he's probably been terrified, and I think another reason is he might have been so against, terrified of the fact that he was gay that he's probably trying to atone for that by 
going going for people who are gay mm-hmm. and i think that's that, that's often the case in these stories yeah absolutely so it's very positive that he's turned around it's not the first time i've read a story about somebody no. who was gay themselves who had spent their whole life campaigning against yeah. uh, you know same sex rights and things like that because i i think sometimes it must be really frustrating if you are grow if you do grow up in a world where you are really told that it's not okay to be gay mm. and you are and you kind of you build this 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 lie of a life where you pretend to be straight and then you see you know wonderful gay couples out there holding hands being yeah. loved getting married that must be so frustrating and i can see why they so yeah. viciously and vehemently protest and campaign against that and what's important is that rather than vindicate this man i think we have to embrace the fact that because he's a symbol of change yeah absolutely if if we then you know if we attack him and say no you what you've done is inexcusable and which it is inexcusable but what you if you what you can't do is attack him because then it would discourage people from doing the same thing we need to encourage change rather than you know absolutely i couldn't agree more and and like you know this 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 guy was lost he was a he was a lost man Mm. and it's it's you know I'm 100% for forgiveness and yeah. I and I know that I, I don't know what exactly what he has done mm. in his life but it, even on the assumption that he has done awful terrible things you know he should atone for those things but also we should forgive him and yeah. and, and 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 welcome him and you know I have nothing against this man as he is now he's he's made a mistake and he's realized and he's apologized and he's trying to move forwards we can't always be judged on our pasts everyone has baggage and i think that as long as he's atoned if he did anything criminal as long as he's atoned for stuff yeah. like that if he's coming now and saying sorry i was wrong and i'm actually you know a happy gay man i think that's probably something that we should embrace yeah absolutely well we 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 got very very serious yes we and, did uh, and uh, and i and i feel like this, these shows always start off quite serious but worry not jamie because we've got a lot of fun coming up we're going to be doing lots of quizzes and games and fun things like that and if you are listening in and you want to send us in a sex confession we'll be reacting to those later on in the show so you can send those in where jamie do you know uh you can email callum at fubar radio that's f-u-b-a-r-r-a-d-i-o.com wonderful so yeah please do send those in and let's have a little bit more music FUBAR Radio presents News-ish with Sean Walsh and Mark Simmons Hello, you are listening to the News-ish show Coming up, boing We'll be starting off with Save It for the Radio Show That's where me and Mark talk about stuff What, Mark, what are you doing? Stop, stop, stop why are, you, why are you just looking at our producers? I don't know, they reacted to something. Oh, the boing. The what? That I went boing. Okay. Like, <laughs> why did you do that? Try and make it sound like the news. <laughs> like, boing. boing. So he's bouncing <laughs> up and down. Isn't it a dong rather than a boing? Dong. Sorry. Boing. So, <laughs> dong. I did the wrong noise. Shall we start again? This has been a disaster. <laughs> right, dong. Every Tuesday, news-ish with Sean Walsh and Mark Simmons. From 12pm, FUBAR Radio. All right, are you ready for a game, Jamie? I can't wait for a game. This is a naughty game. Yes. I don't know if you've been briefed, but this show is quite naughty. Okay. It's quite sex education heavy. Great. So, this game is Wheel of Misfortune. Oh, God. And in this game, you are going to spin our fabulous, fabulous wheel here. Oh, it's lovely. (laughs) Ta-da! And on the wheel are many different fetishes, and you are going to have to figure out what those fetishes are. Oh, I bet I'm going to be really good at this. Do you okay, think? It's yeah. really difficult. How's your Latin? It's quite good. Because all of these, are, they, all the names are kind of like from the Latin. I speak 
two romance languages, like Latin-based languages. So I might be all right. Oh, so you might be able to figure things out. I'm normally quite good with medical terms. Okay. So actually, you know, Dr. Rand would tell you that I'm not because I played a game with him and it was I was crap. But I'll be fine. (laughs) I'll be fine. All right. So are you ready to give the wheel a little spin? I'm so ready. Okay, go for it. Oh my God, I love this. It's fun, isn't it? All right. It has landed on Hydrophidisia. Hydrophidisia. No, you absolutely can't. You have to do it based on my pronunciations of them alone. Hydrophrid. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I need to see it. Okay. Hydrophrodisia. Hydrophrodisia. Is it something to do with wet or water? Yeah. Um, oh, I'm very impressed, Jamie. <laughs> is it something to do with like being obsessed with sweat or something? How or, is that right? I am unbelievably impressed. Is that right? And I almost feel like you're <laughs> cheating. Have you looked at the answers? No. I'm amazed. Yeah, it is absolutely. It's being turned on by the smell of sweat, particularly from the genital area. <laughs> I am amazed that you managed to... I don't even know how. Well, like, what was your logic there? You just... Um, it's because... Um, hydrosis. Um, <laughs> like, uh, there's, a word, there's a word for excessive sweating. As, okay. As it, it, it includes some of those letters. It's oh. Something hydrosis, and that's what hydro... That's how I got it from, anyway. Hydro sounds like hydro. Hydro. Oh, I see what you did there. I'm unbelievably impressed. I'm so impressed that I forgot to do your ding sound. Here you go. <laughs> There you Ding. go. I'm very impressed. All right, spin the wheel again, and let's see if you can get the next one. I'm not going to be able to now. Come on, Jamie, spin. I'm really nervous. It ha- it's going to land on... <gasps> Fornophilia. Fawn. Fornophilia. How do you spell fawn? F-O-R-N. Fornophilia. Is it, is it something like you... Oh, I don't think this is going to be very good. <laughs> Come on, you got this. I believe in you. Fornophilia. Is it something to do with... No, I can't do it. I don't think I've got this. F-O-R-N, affiliate. I feel like... I, I, I presume this is something to do with fornicating, which... N- not really... No, not really at all. There is a clue in the name in this one. Is it something to do with being obsessed with plants or something? Oh No, but you're getting closer. You're getting closer to the right having thing. sex outside no you, now you've got further away okay so plants was closer yeah it's it, it's something to do with things think about the word fawn and I'm going to give you a massive clue here yeah if you change the vowel to something else it's a it, it's a big clue fawnophilia fawnophilia trees no, it's not. Was no. it a fern tree? No, think. Uh, okay, I'm going to have Oh, to. fur. No. Like, is it something to do with having sex on furry objects? No. Okay. No, I, 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 I was hoping one. you would get this one. You were going to get... <coughs> Sorry about it. Damn. But the answer is, it is the sexual interest of making humans act like furniture for long periods of time. That's, uh, I would never have gotten that. That's yeah. hard. That's it, a really tough one. It is a really hard one. There's a really viral video of that woman who pretends to be like lamps and stuff. Have you seen it? I don't think I have. Oh, it's amazing. She's deadly serious as well. Yeah. She's like, and today I'm going to be a sofa. And she just stays all day as a sofa. And is it a sexual thing of hers? No, or it's just, just... She just identifies as being furniture. She identifies as being furniture. Mm. Wow. This is this one This is one that like I, I get because I, 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 I kind of see like 
the the fun in that. Like I'm not I'm not going to personally start masturbating over the idea of somebody pretending to be a chair. If I was like if I was I've been on a few days with someone and I went back to their house and they turned around and I'm like would you mind just being that standing coat rack or something for a while <laughs> I'd just be like mm, I'm gonna leave show me the way out <laughs> alright give the wheel another spin Woo. I'm disappointed that you're not pretending to be the wheel after that last one <laughs> what do you mean pretending to be the wheel there is a real wheel <laughs> Sorry. here Jamie and it has landed on hypoxophilia hypoxophilia Oh, I don't. I sh- I don't know this one either. But I, mm, I'm gonna go with like hypoxophilia. Is it something to do with diseases and things? Are you thinking pox, like yeah. like chicken pox and things like that? No, but it could it could result in death. If, oh. do, if not done correctly. Oh, is it something to do with strangling? Yeah. I was, was going to say that first. I was going to say that first. That's so annoying. Okay. It's asphyxiating someone to asphyxiating. get sexually aroused. I was going to say that first. I don't know why I didn't do it. That's so irritating. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Because, yeah. And, 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 and again, I like, I understand this one on multiple levels. Like, wait, is asphyxiation that does strangling count as asphyxiation or yes. does it have to be like a no, bag no, over the head asphyxiation is like just the, the, act of the restriction yeah, yeah. Of, of oxygen to yes. you like I get that because obviously if, if you were to ever do this you have to be so unbelievably careful but like I understand it in a kind of like people like the whole dumb sub kind of thing and people also you know like the the I don't know if it gives you kind of a high and stuff like that and the it's danger the of, of it it's something to do with the lack of oxygen making you go a bit crazy yeah. um, and getting a high from it but the problem is is that if you're like by yourself in your room and you've got a belt around your neck which is what happens and something goes wrong and something goes wrong then that's it and it's yeah. it's really genuinely very dangerous so yeah. you have to I mean if you're going to do it I would say do it with other people yeah um, um, not by yourself so I also uh, as well as doing YouTube and the radio and everything else I also work for a sexual health charity and we have some guidance around kind of um, this kind of play like strangling choking mm. asphyxiation kind of thing and the number one piece of guidance um, that, that 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 the organisation gives is that if you are going to engage in this kind of play, that you should always do it with something that you can take away immediately. Yeah, like so not like, a belt that is so locked. not a belt, yeah. and you can you know there are these like gas mask contraptions and things mm. like this that can restrict the air supply. But the problem is, it can often take a matter of seconds to take these things off and and that is way too long you need to be able to withdraw whatever it is straight away immediately and you know i'm 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 not actually going to advise anyone do this because i thought to me it's always too much of a risk if you're playing with your life it's it's too much of a risk i think the risk is probably what gets people off and i think it is but you know so if you are going to do it just make sure it's with something that you can take off instantly okay because it's dangerous otherwise i'll bear that in mind (laughs) (laughs) all right one last spin like my sound effects. I love it. I think it's great. It has landed on melolagnia. Melolagnia. Is this something to do with skin? Mm, absolutely not. Melolagnia. 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 Music? Yeah. You have to listen to music? Like It's, it's, yeah, you've got it. It's, it is the sexual arousal from hearing music. And, that's all right. I yeah. Do I? I I'm, thought melanin with the skin. That's what I sure, thought. Sure. Yeah. But like, I, I, I have it with people's voices, like singing voices. If somebody has a really sexy singing voice, 
like yourself, Thank Jamie. Thank you. I was waiting for that. <laughs> I was waiting to be complimented. <laughs> Every time I hear your voice, I, I get an erection. Oh, I well, do. I'm going to put that as my Twitter bio. Yeah, please do. Please do. I, I think it's a big claim to fame. It's a massive claim to fame. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I can get that one. But maybe just like mel- if some like hearing piano music, that's not going to really do you it for me. You don't know. I, yeah. People love that. I, people are into Try all it. kinds of things. Try it. All right, we've got a comment here from the lovely Louisa. And she is listening from Auckland. Hi. And she says she's loving it and that she loves us. How nice. Thank thank you you. for listening. We really appreciate it. All right. Shall we have a little bit more music, Jamie? Yes. Shall we have one of your choices? Oh, let's have some more. Shall we have some more of your beautiful voice for Uh. all the people out there who have melolagnia? (laughs) This is a little bit more Calabro. (laughs) Oh, I love listening to your music. It makes me so happy. We are a happy band. Yeah. And uh, uh, you're... I don't want to. I don't want to upset your other band members, Jamie. But I love it when you take the solo because I, I just like your voice. Thanks, darling. That's very it's, kind. It's, it's beautiful. All right, we're going to be playing a game now. Yes. One of my favourite games of all. Yes. It is called Queers Throughout the Years. When you say we're going to play a game, it always makes me nervous. Yeah, because I'm a bit like Jigsaw. Yeah. I do like to play games that make you uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. But I think you'll like this one. It's called cool. Quiz Throughout the Years, and the rules are very, very, very simple. Great. I am going to read you ten facts about LGBT plus history. Okay. And some of these are indeed facts, and some of them are complete fabrications that have come from my imagination. Right. And you have to try and decipher which ones are true and which ones are false. Right. Okay. I'm ready for this. But we have a theme this week. We don't usually have a theme for this game. But is it music? It's not music. Okay. It's nothing to do with either of us. Okay. But I don't, I, it's comics. Basically, okay. I, I found a really interesting fact about LGBT comics. And then I kind of went down this rabbit hole and started finding like all these like amazing oh facts about LGBT history and comics. So okay. that is the theme for this week. I'm not going to get any of this, but I can do it. I feel like you can, I feel I, I have faith in you. I can do it. 10 out of 10 and I'll give you whatever you want. Oh anything. Oh anything. God. All right, so your first fact or not fact okay. is the original Amazing Spider-Man comic also doubled up as a gay coming-of-age story. As Peter Parker struggles to come to terms with his new powers, he also struggles with his sexual identity. His uncle Ben is famed for saying, with great power comes great responsibility. But in the original comic, these words were actually uttered by his gay lover on his deathbed. That's not true. Now, Jamie... Why are we jumping in with our answer so soon? That's not true. Why do you think that's not true? I don't true? think it's true. It's, and that's just your final answer? Yeah. And what's your reasoning? I just don't think it's true. I, I don't Because there's, there's all this big <laughs> stuff about Marvel introducing gay characters yes, recently. Yes, so absolutely. I, just, it's, I don't think it's happened. Spider-Man's but you know, all that, all that talk about like the introduction of um, LGBT characters into Marvel and things mm. like that is often talking about the films. Um, so Marvel have had LGBT no, plus characters like almost from their begin from the beginning. If I been- could see Tom Holland playing an LGBT character, I'd be fine with that. Do you know that Andrew Garfield actually said that if Amazing when he was Spider Man, mm. Amazing Spider Man, he said that if he wanted the series to continue, that he actually wanted because the first love interest is Gwen Stacy and then they were going to introduce MJ mm. and he or Mary Jane, sorry. And he said that he wanted MJ to be a gay man. I love him so much. Um, and that would have been amazing. Can you imagine if we had gay Spider-Man? It's not okay that I live in a world where he's not my husband. Oh, wait, Tom Holland or Andrew Garfield? Uh, or just Spider-Man in general? Either or, both. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm obsessed with both. I'm obsessed with Spider-Man. I absolutely adore Spider-Man. Yeah. So it makes sense that I would want to make Spider-Man gay. And you are indeed you know, correct. That's why I thought it was false. Because yeah. all I could think was, this has come straight from your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would love it if Spider-Man was gay. But he wasn't. In the original in the original Spider-Man, he you know, was I'm, a heterosexual. I'm quite good at comics. I thought you meant comics as in, like, comedians. Oh, but I'm quite I didn't good make that comics. clear, did I? Comic books. Yeah, I'm quite good at comics. Comic books. Right, okay. So the next one is... The Incredible Hulk was turned into a TV show in the 1970s. And although the Hulk has always been known as Bruce Banner in the comic books, the show changed his name to David because the name Bruce was strongly associated with gay people and they didn't want to alienate their audience. That's true. Do you think that's true? Yeah. Explain your logic to me. I just don't think you can make that kind of thing up. I can make a lot of things up. Mm. I have a very active okay. imagination. I'm going I'm going for true. Yeah. Because I think Bruce is a very gay name. It is a very, very gay name. I do think gay people when I hear the name Bruce and you are indeed yes. correct. It is absolutely right. They changed his name to David Banner because really, they just That is ridiculous. <laughs> isn't it? And the name and like I feel, imagine all the like little boys who were named Bruce. I know, poor thing. And they were like, oh, you know, you know, Bruce isn't uh, that. You don't hear the name Bruce all the time. No. And imagine, oh, if I was a little boy named Bruce, like the Incredible Hulk would be my absolute hero. And imagine knowing that but they were going to make a show. What's weird is Bruce is an adult name. Like I, fi- I find that like, oh, like you know, when you meet someone called Bruce or, or, or Brian or Karen. Like, <laughs> does anyone ever call their child Karen? Or, or do they just pop out of the womb as a 35-year-old woman who wants to Ruth. speak to the manager? Do you know what Ruth. I mean? Like, Imagine a little Ruth. baby Ruth. Oh, I don't mind Ruth. I can see Ruth as a baby, but Karen, I can't. Yeah. I can't see a Karen. Ruth, Karen. Like, my cousin calls her daughter Edith. Edith! And I think that's a beautiful name. But she did it before Downton Abbey and everything. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like Lady Edith or anything. It yeah. was, she called her Edith, and I was like, oh, that's a strange name for a child. And now I, I love it. Love, I love it now. But you know when you just think, oh, I, I can't imagine a child called Edith. Yeah. And Bruce is another one. Like, but you're forgetting a very famous Bruce. A child named Bruce. I thought you were going to say Bruce from Finding Nemo. <laughs> Bruce Bogtrotter. Hey. Oh, Bruce Bogtrotter. From Matilda, who, yeah. the one who ate the cake. That used to make me feel sick because it was oh, like, I know. Cookie put her blood, sweat and tears And then she this. wipes her forehead <laughs> and it's all gross. It's, oh. It literally oh. made me gag So I can't even think about Bruce Bogtrotter. I'm Bruce Bogtrotter every time I eat, so... I love Bruce Bogtrotter. Did you see they re they recreated that scene at, with him as an adult? Oh, did they? And they I think I think they had the original. Is he still similar looking? Uh, I mean, he's he's lost a lot of weight now right. that he's older, and they and they recreated that exact scene. You must look it up on YouTube. It's weird. absolutely incredible. It's, and I think it's all the original cast as well. It must be weird for him. What to eat a massive cake as an adult? But like to do the same thing again because it's such a famous scene. Yeah, I mean, it's a really famous scene. Yeah, so for yeah. him to do it again. Having probably watched it and having probably been known for it for so long must be a strange, strange thing. Oh, imagine too. being known for that. Imagine if I turned around to you now and was like, I'm the guy from Matilda. <laughs> it, it was me. <laughs> I would be so happy. Oh, we've got a, we've got a picture. We've got no. a picture of Bruce Bogtrotter. Oh, he then. looks great. He's kind of hot, isn't he? Like, I've got a little bit of a thing for Bruce Bogtrotter. What's his actual name? I don't know what his actual name is. I really hope is. it's something like... He's 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 lost a lot of weight. He's looking good. He oh, has we a need nice... his name. I need to know what his name is because if it's if it's Karen, <laughs> I'm gonna die. Just gonna say. Oh, amazing! I All right, it. his name is Jimmy Cars. Nah, I can't see a kid being called Jimmy anymore. Either. Jimmy? No, Jimmy's cute for like because Jimmy's little just Jimmy. a nickname for James, isn't it? But little Jimmy's like Jimmy. 
that's like in Jimmy Jim the Jim. White Cliffs of Dover. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, I see like, what you mean. A, it, yeah. Jimmy is like a wartime name. Sure. But I like Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy's nice. Everyone's to me. They're always like, oh. So you're called James. I'm like, no, I'm called Jamie. They're like, oh, yeah, but it's James on your birth certificate. I was like, how would you know? Because it's not. Like, Do people actually think that? Because oh I, I have never thought Jamie as a nickname for James. So I met another Jamie when I was in Madrid um, who was incessantly annoying and kept saying to me, yeah, but it's James on your birth certificate. I was like, well, it's not. It's not James. It gets me really annoyed. And everyone's like, uh, James. And I'm like, no. Jamie. Like, I've been in rehearsal and someone will say, James. And I, I've been sitting there thinking, you literally know my name is Jamie. Like, it's weird. I don't understand why people do that. I would never do that like that it, do, i hear the name jamie and i don't For associate me, that's it with james. Like someone calling over to you and being like chris chris you know I mean? like it's, it's, your name it's a completely it? different name <laughs> your name can't be callum on your birth certificate no. uh my friend jazza gets it a lot jazza ja- his, his name is jazza john he is a, he's a YouTuber. jazza john jazza john is his is his name oh my god that sounds like that's amazing <laughs> what an amazing and name. all the time he gets um he, people constantly ask him, yeah, but what's your real name? It's, and he often gets, for events and things, they put his name down as John. So sometimes he gets put down as John John because they don't believe John his John. real name is Jazza. But it absolutely is. It's right there on his passport, right there on his birth certificate. John John. Jazza. It is a name. All right, shall we have another fact? I yeah. feel like we've got way late. Sorry. All right, so your third LGBT history fact or not fact is... The X-Men comics were originally created as a piece of propaganda to support LGBT plus rights. The way that X-Men are outcast from society is supposed to represent the plight of, other, of, of LGBT plus people and was a way to get otherwise homophobic and transphobic people to feel more empathy towards people who are different to themselves. It's not true. Mm-hmm. Because I think it sounds like another thing from your imagination. Jamie, I don't know. How do you see through my lies? I don't know. I just, I don't think it's true. I, uh, oh, it isn't true. You're <laughs> absolutely right. Uh, yeah, but. But what, what a lovely concept. That's a lovely way to think of it. Yeah, because, I mean, I've, I've always kind of seen X-Men that way. You know, they, they have this strong story arch in, in, in X-Men where the regular, and I'm doing air quotation marks, but the regular people. But haven't they buggered up the films? Cast the mutants. I know. And there's that whole kind of othering of them and that they're different therefore there's something wrong with them and i think so many minorities can relate to that i agree but i think when the original cartoons were on yeah i loved it i used to go home and we first got sky when i was like a kid and we would i'd make everyone watch the cartoons the x-men cartoons and i had the game for my game boy like i was always storm like i love x-men and when they brought out the first two films i thought they were quite good i thought the third they just it's all over the place now because everyone's like oh yeah it's um uh, professor x and everyone's like mcavoy or stewart yeah you know i mean because no yeah, one yeah. knows they even said that in the film and i just wish they'd had more of a timeline to sure. it sure but I the new one that. is coming out new mutants have you seen the trailer i'm it, so excited it I, looks I'm like s- a horror movie i'm so excited i love x-men i love the films i love I, i'm obsessed I it love looks X-Men. like a horror movie so you'll like it even more probably amazing uh, who's if you could be one of the x-men who would it be don't you dare stay storm you're gonna say storm i was gonna say storm she's like uh, the worst no one. she's not that's terrible she's a goddess like uh, is she though it'd be storm or jean gray they'd be mine Two. I might be Jean. I like Jean Grey. She, okay. the, the whole like being. You can just do anything if you've got Jean's powers. Yeah, but storm controls the weather. Yeah, but like, yeah, you can make it a sunny There'd day. Be no yellow sky in London if I was Storm. <laughs> Way. Way. Making, making it current and relevant. Mm-hmm. All right, that's, that's I'm enough. all about down with the kids. That's enough X Men nonsense. Sorry. All right, your fourth LGBT fact or not fact is for decades, people have made jokes about Batman and Robin being gay. 
But what most people don't realize is that, that that was always the creator's intention. Although it is never explicitly mentioned, the creator is insistent that they are and always have been a gay couple and that there are other LGBT plus characters in the comics too. That's not true. Jamie, wh- why are you so confident it's with your answers? <laughs> it's just not true. I just don't <laughs> think it's true. Is it because you can see right through my lies? No, I just don't think it's true. I'm sorry. You're absolutely right. As much as I would love that to be the case, <laughs> I just don't see it happening. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, is, it isn't true. But people do always make jokes I'm about really them being gay I'm really impressed with how ridiculously clever you guys are. Uh, what do you mean, ridiculously clever? Like, you making these things up and it's unbelievable. Like, I, I, these are, these are, I don't think, I don't know why I'm getting them right, but I, I, I don't know when I say it. Like, I'm, I do feel like I have an inkling, but you're very good at making these stories up like that's very clever thank you and actually um i think you're doing better than anyone has ever done in this game so far you're four out of four and i did promise you could have absolutely anything you wanted if you got 10 out of 10 right it's not the same as someone buys you a drink what do you oh <laughs> jamie how very dare you that's your imply that's your how dare you imply that i am easy on 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 the radio for the world to hear that's your chappy profile <laughs> it is my chappy profile buy me one drink shout out to chappy i love chappy yeah i do G- great gay dating app shout out to them they do great work great work um so what what is <laughs> that what is it you would like if i if you get 10 out of 10 right um you have to go for dinner with me after this because I'm going on tour and I'm going to miss you. Oh, well, now I really hope you do get them all right. Yes. <laughs> all right. Your fifth one is oh, no. the original Superman comics often referred to Superman as Starman, Fantastic Man, and sometimes even Gay Man. Superman was still straight in the original comics as the word gay meant fantastic and referred to his powers rather than any underlying secret homosexual tendencies. True. You think that's true? I think it's true. Why do you think it's true? Um, because it makes sense linguistically. Like, okay, I understand when Superman came out as a very long time ago. Yeah, and gay at that time still did mean you know happy or great or yeah. But sorry. calling him gay man. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I feel pretty. I have a pretty. And gay, yeah, and you know, gay. Yeah, you yeah. Can, I think if this is one of the ones that you've made up, I'm really impressed. Okay, so you you think that's absolutely true? Do you? Yeah. No, I can't I, believe it. I made it up. I completely fabricated I'm it. I'm really impressed with that. Thank you very much. I, tr- I tried really hard. That's gone past my LIDAR. Yeah, I got. I slipped one through the net. Okay. All right, well, you're four out of five, and, that, okay. and, that, and that's pretty good. Um, let's have a little bit of Black Eyed Peas, and then we'll be back with some more. Deal. <laughs> yep, five more. On it. We have five more little LGBT facts or not facts. So you're four out of five right now. Um, oh, God. Jamie, I, I know we originally said that I would go for dinner with you if you got 10 out of 10. Okay. But I'm, I'm willing to reduce that. And I'm willing to say that if you get a solid eight out of 10. Okay. That I will still have dinner with you. Oh, my God. All right. Okay. So Pressure. your next your next fact or not fact, and it's quite a fun one, is a comic called Captain, Captain Piscum's and his pervert pirates was one of the first comics to feature explicit homosexual acts. After its publication, many other underground cartoonists began approaching taboo subjects as well. And although it was created just to be vulgar and provocative, it actually had a tremendously instrumental role to play in the inclusion of LGBT plus characters in comic books. That's got to be true. You think? Yeah. You think 
Captain Pissguns <laughs> and his be. pervert pirates is a real thing, Jamie. If this is a lie, then I challenge you to turn up to Halloween as Captain Pissguns. Captain Pissguns? What does Captain Pissguns look like? Uh, I don't know yet. I'm, I'm going to draw a picture and you have to be... Well, or unless it's real, in which case I'm going to just find the picture and you've got to do it anyway. So do you actually think this is true? Yeah. You do? Yeah. You're yes! absolutely right. It's 100% true. It's because I don't think you'd ever say piss gums. Piss gums, I would say... You'd I, say something worse. I would say worse. Piss gums is mild for you. It is mild for me. You'd be like right. ca- Captain Fisting or something. <laughs> I would. Captain Cumlips would be more oh my, my kind God. of... Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh I'm so oh sorry, oh Jamie. I'm so sorry. Um, I wonder if, if we can get a, cap- a picture of Captain Piss Gums. I don't know. Yes, if it, I don't know if that exists. Of, a picture of Captain Pissgums. If, if a picture of Captain Pissgums does exist, <laughs> I would I would love to see it. Uh, the Your pro- producer's browser history producer must be weird. Bruce Bogtrotter <laughs> as an adult, <laughs> Captain Pissgums. She's rolling her eyes at me. She's not happy that she's got to Google Captain Pissgums, but she, but she is doing it. And, and I'm sure she'll get back to us with that in a minute. All right, would you like another fact or not <laughs> I want fact, Jamie? Fact. All right, the first lesbian superhero was quite aptly named Lesbian Woman, and her secret <laughs> power <laughs> was quite simply to seduce women. These comics were surprisingly popular for a 1950s audience, but were discontinued after the comic was overshadowed by the massive success of Wonder Woman. Wait, we just have to... Well, hang on a second, because Captain Pissgums and the Pervert Pirates has just come through, and it is what? absolutely the most incredible thing you have to go as Captain I have ever seen can we Um, tweet that Oh, and they're saying awful things to each other. Do please Google Captain Pissgums and the Pervert Pirates because it is an absolute oh, treat. Oh, wait, no, I've just seen the speech bubbles. No, we can't tweet that. Well, <laughs> what, does, what do they say? I can't. I'm you not can't say that out, that out loud. No. We can't say what it says. It's, it's, it's too vulgar. It's, yeah. Why Pissgums? What a weird thing to say. I, I love it. It's the most fantastic thing I've ever seen. Ari Lesbian Woman. Oh, yeah, Lesbian Woman. So let me read that fact again. Okay. So, the first lesbian superhero was quite aptly named Lesbian Woman, and her secret power was quite simply to seduce women. These comics were surprisingly popular for a 1950s audience, but were discontinued after the comic was overshadowed by the massive success of Wonder Woman. What, what are we saying, Jamie? What do we think? I'm going true. You think this is true? Yeah. All right, walk me through why you think this is true. Um, because you said that in the 50s that it was sort of popular with the 50s audience. Yes. And I think because being a lesbian in the 50s is probably like such a fantasy thing. Sure. It was so, I think you could you could have made someone as a superhero called a lesbian woman. Mm. That's where I'm going. So you absolutely think this is true? It's not going to be true, is it? It is absolutely <coughs> not Damn true. It. Okay, that's both my chances up now so yeah so you can't get any more if you get any more wrong we're not going for as dinner as if I thought lesbian woman was a thing I know. <laughs> of all the ones I thought that was the one you were going to get right damn lesbian it. woman damn it <laughs> lesbian woman alright oh god a publication called Gay Comics played an instrumental role in the gay rights movement it had close ties with the Gay Liberation Front and not only did it serve as a place to share the stories of LGBT plus people but it also served as a bulletin board and one of the only publications to share information about upcoming protests, rallies and LGBT plus events. I'm going true because I really hope this is true because I think it's a nice thing. It is. It is a lovely thing and it absolutely Yay. It is true and I, and, I, and I I just love the way that like people come together sometimes. And Especially creatively. Yes, like creating a gay comic. And yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's a wonderful thing. No, absolutely. I think that's fabulous. 
It is fabulous. Okay, so you, I think you might like the next one as How well. How many more left? Jamie, you've got two left, okay, and you have to get them oh, both right. Oh, God. So the next one is a comic anthology named ARG, Artists Against Rampant Government Homophobia, was created and distributed in response to Section 28, which, for those people who don't know, was a law that made promoting homosexuality illegal in the UK by the British government. And the anthology raised over £17,000, which went to fight... Which, which went towards fighting the legislation. I think that's true, and I, I'm doing it again because I hope it's true. Good. Absolutely right. I like the nice ones. Yeah, and I love that, like, this is two instances now of, of again, people being creative and people creating... Yeah. Do you know, you look at Lemonade with Beyonce, I know it's not about the LGBTQ, uh, LGBTQ community, but I think when you look at Lemonade, I think you can see why creativity plays a role in changing the world. Absolutely. I think people really connect to the arts and music and if you can visualize something in a comic it becomes much more mainstream immediately do you know what i mean that's why yeah. i think when marvel do have actively gay characters it's a really important thing yeah um so it's really interesting i think that's lovely I, i'm really happy they were true yeah well they well they say the way the way to win people over is to win their hearts it's to change yeah. change how they feel emotionally yeah and i think logic isn't always the way to change the way people think emotionally but you know putting your heart and soul into something creative and really expressing yourself through like you said like like Beyonce's Lemonade or through a comic book even just films TV when people included I remember when I was younger when they started to include the first gay characters in soaps and stuff and it was huge but it normalised it you know and that was it was good because it made people it made it a part of people's everyday existence it brought something into their sphere that wasn't necessarily there before, and I think that's what creativity does. And I, I think as well, it makes it makes more of a difference than probably you know cisgender heterosexual people realise. Like the other day, I was watching Doctor Foster. I don't know if you've seen I it. I am obsessed. Incredible. Not drama. very happy with the ending. I wasn't Weird. that happy with the ending Weird. either, to be honest. Thought it was bizarre. But um, so it, it was actually um, we had Dan and John on the show, and it was actually John that recommended it to me. Yeah. Uh, but I was just watching it, and great, great drama that I would absolutely recommend. Mm. Oh, yeah. But there's a scene where there's like a they're having an argument in a house party, and at one point she like storms through the house, and as she storms through the house, it, you just kind of get a, a pan of all the guests at the house, and there must be like. There's a gay couple yeah. um, kissing. There's a gay couple dancing. I think there's a gay couple sat on the sofa. Yeah. Just in, kind of interspersed amongst all the straight couples. And it's it's not made a big deal out of it. It's not like like there are no main characters who are gay in the show, which is absolutely fine. But subconsciously as a viewer, yeah, you, you, it I brings it into it, your world. And I was, it, it, it honestly hit me really hard when I saw gay couples there in the house. I was yeah. like, wow, I feel included. I feel like this show now also relates to me. I feel like I'm part of this show mm. now. And it was, I mean... Apart from that last, like, ten minutes, it was genuinely the best two series I've seen on TV in a very, very long time. I mean, yeah. I was genuinely hooked. I, I binge-watched two series. There were points when I got anxious. Like, I'd go to bed anxious because yeah. I was so shaken by some of it. And Suran Jones is excellent as well. She's oh, she's talented. an absolutely exceptional actress. Mm. Yeah, she's incredible. So, yeah, absolutely watch Dr. Fox. Yes. Dr. Foster. It's on Netflix and BBC iPlayer, so you've got no excuses not to. All right, you've got one last question here, Jamie. And you've got seven out of ten right. So if you get this last one right, we're going to go for dinner afterwards. Okay. All right. So Lambert and Butler, a famous brand of cigarettes, inspired a gay comic by the same name. I hate you for doing this. It was incredibly popular amongst gay men, but was later discontinued for glamorizing smoking. 
And this question is where this whole thing came from because I, I was looking for a way know. to tie in your surname, Lambert. But did you do it by finding it or did you do it by making it up is the question. You don't know. Um, oh, God, this is not fair. I'm going to say that it's wrong. I'm saying it's not true. Why, why do you think it's not true? Because I, do, I just don't think that Lambert and Butler... I just don't see it. You just don't see that? I don't be, see it. Yeah? So is that your final, yeah, final, final answer? answer? I don't think it's right. Yes! You're absolutely right. <laughs> Completely made that up. I just wanted to... Woo! I was, You know what I was thinking? I was thinking Lambert, Jamie Lambert. And, yeah. and, uh, and I could be the butler. I could, be, I could wear a little outfit and I could be a I little like butler. It. And we'd, we'd make a good team. And I was like, oh, what if we were, like, had like a comic book together? There you go. And, that, and then this whole thing came of that. And now it's going to be like a fan fiction thing. <laughs> Oh, I really hope so. We've had fan fiction before. I really want Have someone. We? Yeah, some like not not me and you. I don't think. Oh, get on it, guys. Yeah, I, I um, would love some. But fan no, we. Um, Tom had some really disturbing fan fiction oh. about him, um, which I'm not going to go into. But it was like, oh my god! If I'd known that, I could have prepared them and we could have read them out. Oh no! Live. It was in. It was intense. Yeah. Like it was upsetting to read. So we we were like, okay, maybe not. Oh, I would have loved to have read that. I'm going gonna to go and look these up later. Do though. it. Well, you did very well. You got 8 out of 10. We are going to go for dinner. So, well done, yes. Jamie. Very, very proud of you. Thank you, Dom. Let's see if we've had anyone write in. We have. We have had the wonderful Chris. And Chris says, you two are so funny together. Please do it more often. Ah, thanks, Chris. Well, I won't be inviting Jamie back on this show <laughs> because he's been a terrible guest so far. No, you're great. I love having you here. It's lots of fun. I love being here. Thank you. All right. Let's have a little bit of... Shania Twain. Let's go, girls. Fubar Radio presents Access All Areas. about Sarah is right and the reason I'm being so open about it now is because in the house what they didn't show was she said to me oh Jem me and you would get on really well on the outside it's just in here it's too much blah 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 so I thought fair enough if you really think that then I'll give you a chance on the outside so I have texted her and she's not responded oh, really? so she That's obviously didn't mean what well it's not really but she <laughs> she didn't mean what she said so I've been pied by Sarah Harding oh no <laughs> every Thursday access all areas from 6pm Fubar Radio are you ready for a bit of filth, Jamie? I'm so ready for the filth. Do you know what we're going to be doing? Is it porn or not porn? It is porn or yes, not porn. I, this is the bit that I've been like, I, I, when I got a list of topics, I was like, what is this? Yeah, I, this, is, um, this is everyone's favourite bit of the show. Okay. Um, basically, I have here, it is National Roller Skating Month. What's that got to do with porn? I hear you ask. Mm. Well, I have got five clips here, five little audio clips. Some of them are from porn. And some of them are from roller skating videos. <laughs> so, oh, no, it's actually um, videos of people falling over while roller skating. Oh, no. Okay. And you are going to have to try and decipher which ones are which. Am I going to be as good at this as I am at the other stuff? Well, I think you're a very logical person. Okay. And you did exceptionally well at the past two games because you're, you're a very kind of logical thinker. Yeah, and I know you've I never watched a, that logical. I'm you've not really, never watched a pornographic film in your life. Well, I've never really been. It doesn't. It's never really done anything for me. Like, I yeah, don't, I'm not, not a porn person. Yeah, so you're not. Um, you get people who say that they need porn all the time, but I'm mm. not. I've never been a porn person, so no. Yeah, I'm not experienced in porn. You know what? I, I, I'm, I'm going to give a. I'm going to give you a little 
confession of my own here. I mean, I pro- should probably have saved this from the sex for the sex confessions portion of the show. But like, I am a very visually sexually person, visual, visually sexual person, and so I, you know, I, I I quite like porn because I feel like, you know, if I if I'm with a guy, I I I, I like to be able to see them like sex with the lights out and things like that doesn't really do it for me I like, I like to be really be able to see them and appreciate them so I, I think for that reason I yeah, really do I think, connect with porn I think for me that I, I have no you know there's no judgement with me so I think yeah. that I think porn if people feel that's a necessary thing is absolutely fine as long as it's been I think there, are, there, there is a problem inherently with the porn industry sure um, that's where I take a lot of my so that's why, I, from in my personal understanding, in my world, I find that part of it difficult. So I yeah. think there is a problem in the porn industry of exploitation and of uh, safety, and there's a safety problem. Sure. And I do think there are many people who do a very good job and who are, you know, looked after well and who are very professional. But I just think there is the underbelly of that side of things that people, yeah. people do go for too much. Yeah, and I, I, I think that I think that's really important. It's actually a very important um, kind of distinction there. Is that um, the issue with the porn industry that yes I, I think you're absolutely right that there is an underbelly within the porn industry where things aren't maybe as safe as they should be and and, and yeah. i think there is a little bit of ex- exploita- exploitation involved but on the on the flip side of that coin i think there are many many incredible porn producers out there who are making very very ethical porn and you know it, it, it's just a shame that the few people who aren't doing it perhaps as ethically as they should yeah. it gives a, it gives a bad name to the in, to, in, no, to the I entire think, industry i think a as a viewer and b as a producer as long as you are you know respecting and and doing things safely yeah. then i i think that you know it's an it's it's something that people have every right to do that's absolutely fine it's just never really appealed to me i think yeah, that's the yeah absolutely you know but again it, it, these are all personal preferences yeah I, I enjoy that we got into a little debate Good, there about, about, about the merits of pornography. Yes. All right, so now let's take that tone right back down <laughs> by playing <laughs> your first clip. <laughs> what do we think of that? Kind of sounds like a cartoon, doesn't it? That's porn. Do you think that's porn? Think that's porn. Why do you think that's porn, Jamie? I don't know. I just... Um, I. I just feel like it's porn. I don't know. Yeah. If I, it could be either because it's so ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous sound. It could be either, but yeah. I think it's porn. Okay, well, you yes. are absolutely right. Let me play that for you one more time. <laughs> and that is from Rollerblade Sluts. <laughs> so, yeah. So it, it was both rollerblading and porn, I guess. But well, yeah, I could have said both, really. But that was from Rollerblade Sluts. So shout out to Rollerblade Sluts if you do want to watch that. I'm sure it's available on all your favourite porn websites. Go for it. Great. All right, would you like another little clip? Yes. Okay, your next one is... <laughs> Jamie's little face. He doesn't know what to do with himself. I'm going porn. Yeah? Yeah. Because I, I hear a little something at the end there. I, I feel it, like... I think it's porn. There's a little moan or something there at the end. So I think like, it's porn. Yeah? No! <coughs> oh, absolutely poo. wrong. That was that was not from porn. No. I'm not, I, it doesn't say where that's from, but I guess it's just, it's just somebody falling over while roller skating. Okay. Are you ready for your next one? I'm ready. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Was not ready for that. Wow. <laughs> she no just... Wow. I'll do it again. 
Jesus That's got to be porn. That's got to be porn. That absolutely... Oh, my God. If that isn't porn, I'm going to be devastated. (laughs) Would you like it one more time? Yeah. (laughs) Jesus. You're absolutely right. It is. Do it again. One more time. One more time. Yeah. (laughs) This is from. It's from a porno called Girls Fall in Mud. (laughs) Very creative name. I want to tell you guys to go and watch um, the ten worst orgasms ever. Oh wow! Have you ever seen it? No. Okay, I'll show it to you later. I would love to see that. It's 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 incredible. It's one of those boys in a tour van thing. Sure. That is. It's worth. It's worth going. I like, okay. I like boys in a toy van. Toy <laughs> oh van. no! I mean, we were in the toy van. Not like it's not it's not oh. like a film about boys in a toy van. Oh, I was excited then. Let me down. Sorry. All right, are you ready Next. for another clip? I don't know what to expect after that last one. <laughs> I hope. I feel like good. we've. I feel like we've peaked. All right. <laughs> wow. Well, somebody's peaked. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> this is really loud in my ears. Yeah. I'm, I'm liking it. Don't change it. Um. <laughs> one more time. One more time. <laughs> Can you do them like in quick succession? What the, uh, the last one and that one? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I think this one's rollerblading. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it is? Yeah. Yeah. Well. <coughs> no. You are wrong. This is from porn, and this is from Charlie Chase is a screamer. <laughs> Indeed, she is. Indeed, she is. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, <laughs> Charlie Chase. <laughs> or Charlie Chase could be the man. Oh, true. If there is a man, how heteronormative of me! This <laughs> may just be ladies enjoying themselves. Or one lady. Or one lady. You know, you never know. And an animal. Uh, okay, no bestiality. Thank you, Jamie Lambert. <laughs> All right, are you ready for your last, last yes. one? How many have you got right here? I think uh, you've done pretty well. Two, I think. Two? Two out of four? Okay, let's see if you can make it three out of, three out of five. <gasps> <laughs> That's got to be born. Please be born. <laughs> <laughs> These are absolutely incredible sound effects and I just feel like I need to do a shout out for, for, for the lovely girl here at FUBAR who, who has to sit and watch through porn and the lovely um, Tess who works here as an intern I and can't believe she had to sit through and clip all these together. I know. Your browser history here is the weirdest <laughs> thing I've ever Captain Piss Lips and. No, uh, Piss Gums. Piss Gums. Captain Piss, piss Gums. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should play this one yeah. and then play them all in succession. Okay, but y- you haven't decided I whether. Did. I said it was porn. It's you... got to be porn. <laughs> no! It's not porn. If any of my friends were rollerblading with me, not that I ever rollerblade, <laughs> but if anyone was doing that and they made that noise, I'd be like, get off this. <gasps> <laughs> Why is anyone making Imagine. that noise while rollerblading? Awful. Awful. So what, what, what are we thinking? The, other. the last or all of them? Yeah. All right, here we go. <laughs> I think the last one that isn't porn is the sounds most more pornographic. Like it's the most pornographic. Can we play our favourite one one more time? There was one favourite. Was that there? number three? Yeah. <laughs> she just she just sounds like she's having more than a good time. <laughs> good for her. I've heard people having a good time, and that that's that's beyond anything I've ever heard. <laughs> Don't know if I'm doing something wrong, but those aren't the kinds of noises I tend to get out of people. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry, all of Callum's ex-partners. Oh, none of them are listening. They all hate me. No. no, they don't. I have very good relationships with my exes. I, 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 I adore them all. They're all very special boys. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, th- thanks, thanks for listening <laughs> in, boys. 
All right, shall shall we have some more music? Yes. All right, let's. <laughs> yes, yes, dear God, yes. Um, is Kate Bush one of your choices? Yes. All right, here's this woman's work. Atmospheric. I love Kate Bush. She's so good. She's just an icon, isn't she? She is. And actually, she came back recently with a, an album that was much rated and did a live version of it at the Hammersmith Apollo. And it's on Apple Music. Go and check it out because it's fantastic. There's one Ooh, called... Okay. Um, a, live, a live version of... Yeah, of, yeah. of the new, new album that she's got. Oh, and right, it, okay. There's one called um, And Dream of Sheep. And it's... St- Stunning, yeah. like the most stunning song, and she's incredible. I love her. Okay, I'll, I'll definitely check that out. Woo! <laughs> okay, we're gonna be doing sex confessions now. So, you lovely, lovely listeners have been sending in your sex confessions throughout the show, and Jamie and I will be reading those out and reacting to them. Right. If you do suddenly have a sex confession that comes to mind, do send those in because we always need sex confessions for future shows so do send them those in to callum at com, and they are all anonymous i mean if you want to include your name because you want to shout out we're happy to do that but mm. yeah don't worry um everything is anonymous here so we won't be telling the world you know in case your mum's listening even or if your email address is your name <laughs> yeah don't well, worry well, about well, it you know don't worry about it. we will know who you are maybe but like we're not going to read out who you are on the radio deal <laughs> all right the first one here is i am a gay man but i get super horny thinking about impregnating someone i wish i could get my boyfriend pregnant but i can't because he doesn't have a uterus <laughs> jamie likes this one. no i love it no i i think this is great i understand it but i i think that the, it's just the ending of because he doesn't have a uterus is my favourite part. Well, actually, I, I, I like it because it's actually quite um, trans-inclusive. It is, and because, it's a matter of fact as well. Yeah, because, you know, he could, he, you could be a gay man, you could have a boyfriend who does indeed have a uterus. But then we'll, be able boyfriend. To, we'll probably be able to get him pregnant. Huh? Oh, no, uh, no, actually. Well, you, it, it depends. It depends at what stage. Like, yeah, like a, you could have a trans man who has a uterus and a vagina and they could be in a gay relationship. And in, in that instance, then I guess you could get your partner yeah. pregnant. I think there was even a, a, a documentary on Channel 4 about that. Um, yeah, which I, it was a I saw it. Pregnant man. And I think that was I think that's what the situation yeah, was. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That they um, I think they actually transitioned after they had already gone pregnant. Yeah. Um, which is really interesting, actually. Yeah. But with. The funny thing is, about this confession, I've always had this thing where I just don't think... I think labels with sexuality are, you know, it, it, labels are a good thing in many ways because they allow us to identify ourselves as something. And yeah. that's a positive thing in many ways rather than being lost. And, but I do think there is a scale of sexuality. I don't think... I think that, you know, I, I will tell you right now that I have absolutely no interest in vaginas. Like, zero, sure. probably minus interest yeah. in vaginas. And but, that's absolutely valid. Which is fine. That's fine. But I do think that there is a scale of sexuality where someone may identify as gay, but still be attracted to or turned on to the idea of heterosexual acts. Sure. And I think that that's not something to be ashamed of. I mean, you can be a gay man, but want to impregnate someone because that turns you on. Because there is an inherent part of many men who the animal know, instinct that side have of animal things. instincts yeah. yeah and i also think that there is probably a part of his sexuality on this sliding scale of sexualities i think that there is you know there is a part of him that you know may still find women attractive in, mm. in some way as well there's 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 so many subconscious things the brain's a very funny thing and 
um, yeah. the way that we are made up is a very funny thing and everyone's different yeah and I think as well like I think there's a that there are different things at play you know there are there are some people who have preferences for a person the way they present themselves and that's mm. what they find sexually attractive and then I think there are other people who are um, attracted specifically to genitalia so I know you you just said for instance that you have no interest in being with a person with a vagina whether they identify as male or female you 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 aren't interested yeah, in vaginas and, never... and, and that's allowed that's perfectly valid and that's in 20 20 something years of experience yeah do you know what exactly I, mean? I just i do I, I have always found myself not attracted to women i can yeah. appreciate how beautiful women are i can look at a woman and think you are stunning yeah but i'm not sexually attracted to a woman sure and i never have been there's never been one Absolutely. Not one woman in my whole time, which is why I feel relatively certain that it's not going to happen. It may at one point in the future happen. I don't know, but it's very unlikely to anyone that knows me then knows sort of what I think. But in terms of what I find attractive, like I don't, I would always judge someone on its mannerisms. It's like, I think someone can be incredibly attractive physically, but be really unattractive because of the way that they are or Mm. something particularly like turns me off about them. But like, I, I always like find people attractive because of, the, their mannerisms and, and whether or not their sort of personality complements their looks. Yeah, it's weird. I I, I just I, so I, I'm kind of the same, but I'm also a little bit different. So I also I've never ever found women attractive. I've never ever had the desire to have sex with a woman or do anything sexual with a woman. I have a lot of gay friends who. You know, they say the same thing, but they've also, you know, perhaps throughout their teenage years or older, before they came out, they had had sex with women or they'd had foreplay with women. And I just can't fathom that. I've never done anything sexual with a woman and I can't imagine ever wanting to or even being able to. No. Um, You know, I I just can't imagine, even at my horniest, as a horny, horny teenager at like 14, 15 years old. Like a gust of wind can make it. Yeah, (laughs) even then, I can't imagine being able to sustain an erection to have sex with a woman. That just, women are not a sexually attractive thing to me at all. But then I understand that from a core point of view because I'm very much the same. Yeah. But then on the flip side of that, you know, there are, um, you know, a lot of trans men out there who have vaginas and I'm very, I'm very attracted to them. And I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, lie and say that them having a vagina would change things because I think it, it would change things. And, I, and, it, and it would partially in some ways be a barrier, but I would still date them and I would still have sex with them. I don't know what my reaction during the sex would be, but I'm still attracted to them as people. And, yeah. I, and I see, um, you know, trans guys with vaginas and I'm like, oh my God, you're so hot. And I, and I want to be with you and I want to be sexual with you. And so, so it's... It, it's interesting. I think it? it's interesting how gay men can be so different. You know, it's, it's not always as black and white no, it's as not at just all. being a gay man. You could be, you know, a gay man who has had sex with women and is quite open to many having people, sex with women. Or Many of my exes have been with women before and and actually many of my friends well i have many friends who have been with women in their teenage years or had a relationship with a woman and then now identify as gay and i think that's really interesting to see that level of you know which level people are at because everyone is so different i think sexuality is much like a thumbprint you know you never have you never have a fingerprint that is the same as somebody else's and i think that's quite similar when it comes to sexuality yeah because you know you you it's first like who are you attracted to and then it's like 
what are you attracted yeah, to? And then exactly. it's all these combinations of things. And I think you're right. We're all like, when it comes to sex, we're all kind of like individual snowflakes. And You could find somebody attractive because of, like, I don't know, like the fact that one of their arms is shorter than the other. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like you could, yeah, you know, literally anything, can, anything can, can you can be find attractive, attractive to someone. So if you find someone, if you think it's a, a sexual turn on to, to impregnate a woman, there is a part of you there that wants to impregnate a woman. It's not, that's not, not it's not an, unnatural thing it's just a part of your genetic makeup in in the way that you are yeah and yeah so yeah exactly going back to this um original sex confession i i i think it's interesting because i i guess i would have the the it wouldn't be a sexual thing for me but i absolutely would have the kind of desire to if i had a lovely boyfriend and we'd been together for a long time and we wanted a child i would have that desire to almost like you want to make a baby together but you, you you can't in that kind of primal animalistic way yeah I think it sounds like he wants a baby he sounds broody yeah but then he says that he gets super horny thinking about impregnating someone yeah. I think that's an entirely different thing again indeed so it, it's an interesting one but you know um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that I think that's a perfectly natural, natural yeah. I think that's actually probably something that's quite common I would say it's quite natural yeah, yeah. alright let's have another one so we have I'm married, but secretly having an affair with a 19-year-old. I am 46. So Tough. for me, my the first thing I want to say with this is that I don't think that age difference is actually an issue. I think that's quite a controversial thing, and I think a lot of people would disagree with me. But I think a 19-year-old is able to fully consent to that. I think the only thing is that if, if, if you're 46 and they're 19, and we'll come to the fact that you're married afterwards let's put that aside for a second um it's just that you acknowledge the age difference and realize that this 19 year old could potentially be quite um what's the word they could naive naive that they're, they're, they're still new to the world look. they're still they're still young to the world and and i think you need to take that into consideration i am not an ageist person yeah. and i have had friends who have been in relationships that are much older like 20 22 year differences when they're in their early 20s look at the end of the day there is an age of consent for a reason yeah nobody has the right to judge you for dating someone above the age of consent as yeah, long as they're absolutely. above the that is there is a legal reason there yeah uh, I do think that there are things to take into consideration. Firstly, the mental health of somebody who is that young and still forming themselves and mm. forming their opinions about the world and about life, you know, is is a... Because I personally feel, and I know that I'm moving on to the marriage side of things, and, I, I, you know, we can style that back if you want, but I think that I personally feel that there is something damaging for that 19-year-old mm. about being in a relationship with somebody who's so much older who literally quite quite literally could be their dad you know mm. um that's a 37 year age gap isn't it isn't that right is it i that's terrible maths no it's not it's 31 not nine. 33 32 <laughs> 20 it's, something it's 27 years thank difference. you thank you that's why i don't do any of the accounts <laughs> um but there isn't that's a massive age difference yeah, and quite literally could be their father. Like that's how old. That's how. That's the difference sure. in age there. And I think that there is a degree of mental damage that can be done there in a relationship that is unhealthy. And sure. I, you know, I'm sure that you could have a healthy relationship with that age difference, but not necessarily a secret healthy relationship. And I and I and I and I think that is um, my. I don't want to say I have an issue because you know this is your life and 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 you're allowed to do whatever you want. And no judging. There's no there's no judgment from Jamie or myself here, but I think um, my my concern 
is that you know if you're married that you know that's that's unfair to your partner um and also it's 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 kind of unfair to this 19 year old as well and i'm kind of interested you know you say you're secretly having an affair does this is it just a sexual affair or are there feelings there does this person have feelings for you do you have feelings for them if you have feelings for them i actually really really feel for you because it must be i feel hard you know when when people have affairs and things i think they're always kind of um seen as the villain and you know I, i understand why because you know if you're cheating on somebody that isn't the nicest thing to do to it's a person. It's an emotional betrayal. It is an emotional betrayal. But at the same time, I can't imagine a worse situation than being in a lot, being married perhaps, and then falling madly in love with somebody else. That no, must, it be must be difficult. Must be really difficult. I do. I totally agree. I do think that there is a part of this that all I would say is that everything comes out in the wash. No secrets ever remain secrets. Absolutely. And that's my only counsel in this situation is that nothing is ever a real secret. Any, It will come out in the wash. It will, yeah. it will come out. It will. And I, I, and I think um, just, I, I guess, just think think of everybody in the situation and think how, what's the best resolution for everybody here? How can everybody be, including yourself, how can everybody be happiest here? And how can you kind of minimize the damage control to your, the wife. person you're married to, yeah. wife, husband, or and the 19-year-old, and also yourself. It's also important to think about yourself. Absolutely. All right, let's have a little bit more music, and then we'll come back for some more Sex Confessions. This is Sentries by Fallout Boy. All right, we're back for some more Sex Confessions. So we've got a great one here that Jamie and I just had a little peek at while we were listening to Fallout Boy there. Um, So this is, I had been hooking up with this guy for a few years. During this time, I started dating this girl. I was just about to get fucked by the guy when I got the let's be exclusive text. I I pretended not to see it and hooked up with him one last time. Then I agreed to be exclusive. Now, (laughs) go ahead. Go ahead. Can you imagine if you're in the situation where you're literally like on a bed about to have sex with someone? Yeah, they're about to pop their penis in. And then and then you get a text and you're like, oh, sorry. Wait, hold up. Wait, hold on. I'm Put now, that condom away. <laughs> I'm now in a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just... Uh, I don't think that this person has done anything no, wrong neither do in I. this scenario. I really don't. Like, I I don't think you can just decide that you're now exclusive by sending a text message. That's yeah, a conversation you have to have. It's and, a very immature way of deciding that you're in a relationship. Like, yeah. That's the kind of thing you used to do when you were like 12, 13, when, when like you'd, and it's back when I pretended that I was still straight and I used to like, <laughs> you'd text a girl yeah. in, your, in your like year and you'd be like, shall we be in a relationship? And like, you've probably met three times. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, in, in at lunchtime. And I think that's the, it's a bit of an odd thing to do in the first place. Not that I'm here to criticise this girl for her decisions about how to get exclusive in a relationship, but I it just could be think... a guy or a girl, by the way. We don't know their gender. Well, we do. During do, do this not? time, I started dating this girl. Oh, that girl. Oh, yeah, sorry. The, the, the this, person, they could be sorry, a guy, yes, girl, yes. they could be non binary. I was referring to the girl in the, the, they were dating, sending the text. Sure, okay, me. sure. So I think that I'm not here to call that girl out for sending a text being meant to be exclusive. I think the, the, the point is, is that they weren't exclusive when this sex was happening. And I think also exclusivity is a mutually consented thing. So if this person, whoever they were, hasn't replied to that text... You've not, you've not agreed to it Then yet. you haven't agreed to it. I don't... I mean, I... Personally, I think good for you for dating a few people, good for you for having a healthy sex life, and you know, move on with your relationship if you want to be if you want to be in a relationship with this girl. Good. 
Yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 compl- I completely agree, and and I think. <laughs> I just think it would also be unfair to, if you were hooking up with this person, then you were to suddenly say, sorry, I'm now in a relationship. I've had a text. I've had a text. <laughs> I'm now in a relationship and we can no longer have sex. So, you know, you may just be hooking up with this guy, but I, I think that would be unfair to them. You've already... 20 years ago, I've been paged. I've, I've been paged. I've just received a carrier pigeon <laughs> and we can no longer go ahead with the sex, I'm afraid. Like, uh, yeah. And, and, and relationships are so complex. Oh, no, ridiculous. Like, and you I can't think just box things so easily. This is the problem. And it's, I think we've evolved nowadays to have more complex relationships. Because, for example, say that you're in a relationship with somebody and then someone cheats. And then do you stay with that person because you've got, you know, you've got a life together. And, there's, it, you know, yeah. adult relationships are totally different to, and this is one thing I'm beginning to realise as I get older, you know, even in your early 20s, you're not in... I don't think that's... I still don't think you're in a fully adult relationship. I don't think you know what an adult relationship is until you realise that you've, you know, you've got life together and stuff. So this doesn't sound to me like it's it, it was at the time an adult relationship. It sounds like a, you know, let's text and decide to be boyfriend and girlfriend or boyfriend and boyfriend or whatever, you know, whatever you guys identify as. And I think that that... It doesn't sound to me like it was immediately exclusive. It doesn't sound to me like they were already in a relationship, clearly. Yeah. They weren't clearly, like, they clearly didn't, like, share a life together or a house together, except whatever. It was just the beginning of something. And, you know, you do date a few people at a time. You, yeah, yeah, you absolutely do. You don't just say, right, I'm going to go on a date with this person, then not accept any other dates because you, you, you know, I think it's a bit weird to know that someone's the one after one date. I never believe people. I never believe people when they say that. Really? Never. Not at all? No, I think it's bollocks. <laughs> kind of agree. I do. Kind I went of agree on the first date, and I knew he was the one straight away. Yeah, I just think that's I, intense. It's too much, isn't it? Like, and also, I always find that in my experience, relationships because I have felt that before, but then they burn out. Like they they burn out so quickly because yeah. you don't get to know someone. You just decided they're the one straight away, and then you forgive everything else about them. And I think that you know you can't you can't just f- first fall in love with someone at first. Like, I just no, people are way more complicated than that. Yeah. All right, I think we have time for one more. So, the last one we have time for today is, I started cutting hair when I was 18 years old. One of my boss's customers at the time had a one-year-old. I have cut his hair for 32 years now. I've watched him grow up. Yesterday, he called me and asked for an appointment. I didn't have any openings, but told him he could come in at 7pm and I'd stay late for him. I stayed until 11. He confessed that he and his wife were breaking up while I was cutting his hair. She had already moved some things back to her parents' house. I don't know what came over me, but when I finished his cut, I just kissed him. I cut his hair for 30 minutes, and he used me like a sex doll for the rest of the time. We had the best sex I've had in 20 years. So is my understanding here that this... You started cutting somebody's hair when they were a baby, and that they've grown up into an adult, and you're now having sex with that adult? I mean... Is that what I've understood? The main question here is, did you ever change his nappy? Yeah. Is it? No. So uh, <laughs> so you've cut this person's hair since they were one year old and now they're 32. It's intense. That's I think it's intense. insane. But to be fair, consenting adults, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, but you then this is the, you know, you find... I don't think anyone here has done anything wrong, actually, because it says that they're breaking up. There is an attachment there. Yeah. That's intense. It's an intense situation, especially like, because there's this whole thing about... Um, Oh, it's not there anymore, but it was in the bit before. Sorry, it's been it's been it's been simplified a little sure. bit. But there was a bit about how the this guy's this kid's family, yeah, like helped this other guy open his own salon and stuff. Oh, uh, okay, there. I didn't see that. Okay, so that was in there as well. So there's actually like a financial commitment there as well, and this families are very close, and mm. they've clearly been very close for the whole of the thirty years. And I just think that that is a big deal. Like, 
That's a big deal. It is a big deal. I... I don't... <laughs> you had the best all I'm reading is the last line it says we had the best sex I've had in 20 years and you know good, what good, good for you forget for you. everything else it's too complicated but yeah good for you you've had an MOT <laughs> you've had your service oh gosh good for you good and good also you. you know no one's done anything wrong I just think it's a, that is a, it's it's a bit of a mind fuck it is, a, it is mind blowing I mean mind I just blowing. and he had mind blowing sex yeah good for him good for him indeed all right, Jamie, I'm afraid that we are out of time. I'm sad. I know. This is the end of our show. You've been such a wonderful guest. Thank and, you. And um, you've had so many really insightful things to say, which I appreciate. And you were good at the games. And, yeah, you've been wonderful. If you do want to check out some of Jamie's band, Calabro's Music, where can they do that, Jamie? Uh, they can find Calabro's Music on um, Apple Music, uh, iTunes, Spotify. Uh, we're in HMV, all those record shops. And we're going on tour. Wonderful. We're coming to the London Palladium on November the 16th. I'm going to come watch you. You are. (laughs) It's going to be great. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jamie. And thank you so much to everyone listening. Um, We are live every Wednesday from 6 p.m. So please do come back and listen. And we'll play you out with a little bit of Destiny's Child. Yes. See you later. If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.